98.3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host, for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome back to the fourth year of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And we are going to jump right into it with the uh, vice chairman of NASCAR, Mike Helton. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing great, and we really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. yeah. I always enjoy starting off the season talking to you and your audience, so well, thanks thank for you. having me again this year. Thank you. Yeah, we, we always appreciate you having on, Mike. And uh, so far, we've seen a lot of good stuff. You know, we've, we've seen a little bit of weather problems. Of course, we've seen a flake or two of snow up in Spartanburg here a couple of days ago, but... Uh, We've seen some pretty good action and, and some pretty pretty neat things happen. Uh, so, anyway, I mean, what kind of what what's y'all's feelings about uh, you know what y'all seen and and kind of the whole thing? A lot of it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we're we're it's always fun to get the year started here in Daytona because everything's a clean sheet of paper and everybody's uniforms are brand new and the paint jobs are brand new or wraps in today's world, I guess, but. It, uh, it's always fun to get started here in Daytona, and, and as complicated as 2020 turned out to be operational-wise, I think we had a lot of great, great racing in 2020, but we've had uh, we've had a lot of fun races to watch here in Daytona already this year. We'll get the ARC and Xfinity done today, and hopefully the Daytona 500 tomorrow on time, and, and uh, we'll be off and running. Well, like I say, Mike, if anybody can do it, y'all can do it. Uh, I noticed one thing I noticed, and, and Perry kind of noticed, we noticed uh, the, uh, in a 24-hour Rolex, they didn't use that front chicane where, where, where I know we did with the cars. Without this, felt like the, the, the cup cars with their weight would carry too much speed into, uh, you know, going past the travel and turning into the first part of the road course. I didn't, I didn't know what that was all about. Yeah, and that, that, that had a lot to do with it. The IMSA cars are equipped, obviously, for for road courses all the time. And so their development has led to brake packages and, and lighter vehicles uh, that the front stretch, the speed that they get up coming off of turn three, by the time they have to go into the entrance of the road course at the end of pit road, they're, all of their dynamics uh, complement that type of racing. But what we were concerned with when we started the Roval or or came down here in Daytona last year to replace Watkins Glen was the speed of the cup car getting up to a point when it had to go back into the road course that 
it would be too hard on the equipment um, and and was uncertain. So to be on the safe side, we put that that bus stop on the front stretch there at the entrance of pit road, which has turned out to be um, a pretty good addition to the to the road racing stuff for us. Well, it sure made the bush class more exciting. I can say that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the pandemic goes, and of course we're nowhere near through with it yet. Although there's there may be light at the end of the tunnel. Are y'all letting more fans in? I mean, uh, what's the the spectator situation for uh, the races at Daytona this uh, weekend? Yeah, so so if you flash back to twenty, and as the year progressed, depending on where we were racing and and what the state and local uh, governments were were comfortable with, and following CDC guidelines and everything, we began to add fans, uh, not at any level that we would be content with, but again adding fans to the to the grandstand so now 2021 you flash to the rolex 24 and and to the to speed weeks here we uh, have been able to continue to grow that but still are limited so uh this weekend we've we've got uh 50 percent occupancy in the infield uh, that's maxed out and then uh 30 35 in the grandstand for capacity uh, throughout the weekend, including Sunday's Daytona 500, so we're we're advancing on it, but we're not where we want to be. And uh, we're we're uh, Governor DeSantis here in Florida is a very uh, uh, good governor for this state, and and he's been uh, trying to help everybody who is in business in Florida figure out how to to do the best we can as we still abide by the CDC guidelines and everything. So. A uh, long answer to your question. We will have fans here. We've had fans here from the Rolex all the way through uh, Sunday's Daytona 500. Uh, I think I heard Chip Wilde, the president, say it's going to be somewhere between thirty-five and 40,000 spectators on the property. Well, that sounds great. And I mean, I'm off for getting back to normal. And I noticed now, looking at the schedule, you're back at Daytona again next weekend. And then you go to Homestead. So, I mean, I know all those tracks were in Florida. But do those teams, I mean, do they have any contingency plans where they don't have to haul all the way back to, let's say, North Carolina and then come all the way back to Florida? Because I, I can see you're keeping all the the opening of the season in Florida, but is that um, do they still have to do all that traveling, or can they get by with just the bulk of them staying down there? I think you're going to see it both ways. I think uh, you're going to see teams that stay down here, uh, and I think you'll see some teams that maybe run back up to, to – their home base and then swap out stuff and come back but I, I can tell from the garage area that that there are teams that are prepared uh you know we're running the, we had the bush class on the road course but we're running the super speedway for the daytona 500 then we go back to the road course uh then we go to homestead's mile and a half configuration so you know the haulers may stay down here but they may be shuttling equipment back and forth depending on whether they need to or want to swap over from from a super speedway car to a road course car to an intermediate car. But I, I think you're going to see both. I think you'd like we, um, the last few years we've, we've made that West coast swing and, and a lot of teams handle that, uh, efficiently. And, and I think we'll see the same thing here the next couple of weekends here in Florida. Well, speaking of that, it, it is pretty much of a West coast swing after Homestead was Las Vegas and Phoenix. So, uh, um, I, I just it, it looks it looks good on paper anyway that that you're bunching all these distant trips together 
rather than yeah. uh, hopscotching all over the country. Well, and, and, you know, we try to keep that in mind even before the pandemic. But once we got into March of 2020, we uh, we had to figure out a formula where we could get back to doing what we wanted to do, but be reasonable and, and certainly safe and, and, and be very conscious of the pandemic itself. And so uh, Steve O'Connell and, and his group have come up with working models through 2020 that we can use probably from here on into our future because uh, there's a lot of efficiencies, but but there's a lot of things that we learned that we had to do in 2020 that now we may keep some of those elements and and continue to do it. Even though we're still in the pandemic, we're optimistic that sometime in 21, or at least by this time next year, we'll be back pre-pandemic. But, but the way we operate at a racetrack or the way we do things We've learned things during the pandemic that we may apply to the future of how we do stuff at the racetrack. Well, I tell you, I don't think, and I know I said this last fall, and uh, we even had you on in the middle of the year last year after the, that long break, but I don't think anybody handled the pandemic better than NASCAR. I mean, you guys, I, I don't sound, mean to sound repetitive, but you guys were like the model for the other sports as far as I'm concerned. Y'all just did great. Well, I appreciate that. That's kind of you, and we... You know, everybody in the sports entertainment business or entertainment tourism, they were all faced with a, a, a difficult set of cards that we've got dealt. And, and we're very proud of, of our organization, Steve O'Donnell, Steve Phelps, our president, and everybody that rallied to, to put NASCAR back at the racetrack. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the fact that we have a driver in the car by himself, we were, uh, we have a, locker room so to speak in the garage area in a pit road uh which is kind of a sideline that we were able to manage uh, and and our group come up very quickly with the procedures and protocols that could do that so and and we were anxious to get back on schedule and 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 our whole industry rallied to to make it happen that way and you know we saw other sports uh come back as the as the year went on whether it was a normal season or, or, you know, some kind of an adjusted season. But uh, we're proud of what we did, uh, but we're proud of the American culture that learns how to pull up the bootstraps and, and figure out what you dealt with and move on. Mike, are we any closer to getting another make running on the circuit or anything? Or is that a – I know at one time I felt like something might be coming or we all did here at Start Your Engines that there might be another mm-hmm. – BMW or Honda, you know, I don't know what, but is, are we any, anything in the works that you can let us know about? Well, there, there's there's a, a, an open door uh, throughout motorsports and the automobile industry globally. And, and we have had and continue to have a lot of conversations uh, with, with the manufacturers that we've got in the sport, but the potential of manufacturers, particularly with uh, the fact that, that our IMSA product has a lot of global relationships in the automobile industry. Um, and I think part of the, 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 the conversation that we've learned, or the, the pieces of the conversation that we've learned from goes into this next-gen car where, yeah. um, where we can you know, quickly adapt to another body style uh, without a lot of... Uh, uh, R&D having to be spent by a manufacturer. And then, uh, you know, obviously in our sport, the motor is, is a, a very um, established architecture. So 
Uh, but we continue to have conversations, and, and as the automobile industry and the automotive industry shifts and goes back and forth, we, we, we have an open-door policies. We built a lot of great relationships with a lot of great brands, uh, including the three, especially the three that we've got in our sport, uh, as we know it. So I uh, don't have a, a solid answer to that, but except to tell you that, that we continue to build relationships with everybody that will give us a moment to sit in front of I'm still waiting on those Spartanburg BMWs to get out there. <laughs> I am too, Perry. We, we have. We got Mike, I want to ask you a personal question here, and I promise I'll never ask it again. But 20 years ago this year, we lost Dale Earnhardt, and I don't think there is a soul that knows anything about stock car racing that either wasn't alive or have seen the replay of when you had to make that announcement to the, to the world. How did you prepare yourself for what you were going to say when you uh, had to break the news to the world, and and how did that affect you in any way afterwards? Were there any after effects of, of that announcement? I don't. I, the the announcement was something that we had to do. We we as, as tough as the moments leading up to that announcement were for us and all the industry. Uh, we knew that that there had to be a statement made and. And there was a lot of conversation that led up to who was going to do it and how it was going to be done. And, and, but we were all shocked and stunned by the, the events. And so, but we also had a responsibility as a sanctioning body to address it. And so, um, which is what we ended up doing. And, and the statement itself for the moment, uh, in the media center there in Daytona, uh, was something that, that was, was, uh, something we were responsible for and took the responsibility and did it. Uh, so that itself didn't have a great impact on me, but the occurrences all around that led up to that moment and and after that, that press conference, you know, it, it, it impacted so many people in our sport, including myself, but it, it uh, that was, that was a, you know, a lot of ways it didn't seem like it was two decades ago. And It's hard to and, believe. Yeah, and, and it's still kind of a... Uh, um, I don't know. Just a, it's just a, a moment that that we always never had happened. Uh, so we we just we just press on. But the, the announcement itself didn't have the impact, but all the circumstances around it certainly did. Yeah, I tell you one thing, Mike. Though y'all really y'all done a good job with that. I know it's been 20 years ago. Sometimes it only seems more like about five or six years ago. But, yeah, NASCAR handled that situation this, this extremely well. And I, I forgot. I actually forgot it was 20 years ago. You know, I've been wanting to ask this question. This is the fourth year of our show. In fact, you're the first guest of the fourth year. And I've, I've really wanted to ask that question before. But I said, you know, if I live long enough, I'll wait till the 20th anniversary. And I'm <laughs> I'm proud of yeah. you for giving us a, a straightforward answer. Uh I didn't think you dodged the question, but once again, I, I had to sort of muster up some gumption to even bring it up. So uh, uh, I appreciate your frank answer, um, and we're going to let you go. So you, I know you're not probably very busy on <laughs> Saturday of Speed Weeks, but we certainly appreciate you taking the time to come on. And uh, and just the best of luck with everything going on down there. I, I just looked at the radar. It doesn't look too great, but, you know, who knows? We get those cars going around the track, and... Uh, but vortex Walter used to talk about might clear it yeah. out. I don't know. Yeah, well, as, as as you guys know, you know we've we've had 
weather radar issues before there was radar or weather radars. I don't know what we did back before radars, but now we know that that you you just don't know until it that you know you, you press on, you you keep your schedule, and if Mother Nature Mother Nature lets you start the race, you hope that Mother Nature lets you finish it. Well, I mean. I am going to let you go, but you've got lights down there. How late would you wait to 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 get the Xfinity race underway, or even Daytona? Yeah, what, whatever is reasonable. You know, it it uh, there's there's folks at work already started at seven thirty eight o'clock this morning for today, and and there's a reasonable bus that has to go into it. But but you know, the NASCAR culture is to to do everything they can to get the show done. Right, Mike. We thank you so much for coming on and. Um, Best of luck to you and everything down there. And Spartanburg loves you, and we just uh, love having you on the show. And uh, hopefully, we can talk again in November. Well, I, I appreciate it. I always enjoy this moment because Spartanburg is such a, a, a big part of our history, and still is part of our sport. And and you guys do a good job of talking to our race fans, and we appreciate the opportunity to share the moment with you. Well, thank you. We're, and we're we're on the internet. We're around the world, so. Uh, we appreciate it, and best of luck to you, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Day. You too. Mike Elton's just about the best, isn't he? If he ain't, he's awful close to it. I'll tell you what. And NASCAR did handle that, that bad situation with the fluid and a lot. They handle situations awful good. All right. We're going to take a break right now and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. You already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work weekends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com. Every rim rattling dunk. Ball deflected, stolen by Lawson. He'll race in and clutch it. Every clutch three. Autograph the three. One more time. And every unforgettable moment. And you can put Spurs on this one. South Carolina with the upset of 16th ranked Auburn. South Carolina basketball lives here. The South Carolina Gamecocks are headed to the Final Four. The Gamecocks Sports Network. Founded in 
1997. R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment, and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. Right. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, for some reason, I'm not hearing myself here. What am I doing wrong? I hear you pretty good. Do you? Yeah. Uh, my headphones went out or something. So, anyways, y'all long as y'all can hear me. We got Ronnie Black on the line. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing this morning? We're doing good. Um, hey, I tell me, to do start... you know another race? I'm sorry? Starts off their year with Mike Helton. Yeah, and he, uh, he's, he sort of told me you take all the time you want because he's a, I think he actually likes coming on the show. Yeah, well, listen, he's just a good guy. He is a good guy. And listen, he's not one of these, uh, Official NASCAR official that's the politician and dodges all the questions. He asked. He answered what we asked him. Well, and I had been saving that one, like I said, for a couple of years. But I, you know, there's a lot of people. That's all they know about Mike Helton is when he made that announcement. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to address that. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Matter of fact, this morning I have been filling out my form to possibly get a, an appointment for uh, a COVID vaccine. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's a good deal. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go you, and tell them I'm Ronnie Black. Well, you get that va- <laughs> you get that vaccine, Ronnie, you can get on back in here. That's right. Well, that's, that's what I've been thinking about. Cause I, listen, I sure do miss being with you guys. Well, we miss having you, and I think I just figured out what I had turned off over here, and I like the blue... Alan's brains out. Okay. Hey, it, it's been a long winter. It has. And I, I, Greg, I'll tell you, I've been concerned about pushing these buttons. And uh, so far, not too bad. But, you know, we got we to gotta start off the show with a, with a sad note here that uh, we do. One, of our, one of our, I mean, he, he's been here longer than I have. And he's been, a, it was a friend of Greg's for, for, uh, what, 30 or 40 years, Greg? And we're talking, of course, about... Oh, yeah, late 40. Nelson Crozier, who was our NASCAR insider and our racing insider. And uh, um, we lost him the day after Christmas. And uh, uh, it was... Listen, the, the tagline that we use for Nelson, as long as 
he's been on the show was he's the smartest man I know, and that wasn't just a tagline. No, and you came up with it, but you you were right, and uh, since you weren't around that often, Alan sort of took it up, and uh, we stayed with it, and we may have to change it to the smartest man we ever knew, but uh, it was yeah. sad to lose Nelson, and you know, his last, some shows, you could tell he was struggling, and he'd cut us off and have yeah. to leave, and Sometimes you could barely understand what he was saying, but, you know, we never let on like we couldn't understand him. And, uh, I mean, I, I think I understood everything he said, but some days were better. Yeah. But there towards the end, he was sounding pretty good. He did. You know, we, we had talked among ourselves, but the, the, it sounded like he was really rallying. Yeah. But there's some things that we just can't control. Yeah. Alan, what do you Got any thoughts on uh, Nelson? Did you know him before this show? Well, I'd, I'd seen him at Daytona and stuff like that, walking around the garage area. And anytime anybody had a problem with the radio systems in the car, go find Nelson. Yeah. Go find Nelson. And he could come in there and fix it in about five minutes. Oh, it didn't seem yeah. like matter if it was a loose wire or something and the, the driver's helmet and the 10 minutes before the race starts and car cameras got seen something wrong with it. And he did boom, boom, boom. This fix you, stuff. You know, like. back back in, we used to have him a little bitty 8-inch antennas on top of the race car. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see them no more. <laughs> we, used no. To have to, we used to have to unscrew them and put the car cover on and screw them back on. And yeah. nine times out of ten, that was the problem to start with. But he, he was a good one. I yeah. mean, you know, I hate. I, I texted Perry that morning when Mike sent it to me. Yeah. And, uh, it was just a sad day. It was. I, I, We did our last show the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I told him, Happy Thanksgiving, just texted him, and he answered me right back, Happy Thanksgiving. So Christmas morning, or after, afternoon, I did the same thing. Happy, Merry Christmas, Nelson, and didn't get an answer. And then you told me what happened the next day. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, yeah, he was. Uh, I texted him on Christmas, and the next day he passed away. And then you told me. And you know, right here at the end, there was some shows that he just wasn't probably capable of doing our show. Oh no! But, but he still, he still tried his. You know. Yeah. But well, there were some shows that he said yeah. I can't make it today. Yep. He told us that. But Greg, give me a give me a good Nelson story from Pit Road or something. When uh, uh, I don't mean to catch you off guard here, but. You knew him longer than any of us, and I thought maybe you might know one time he uh, pulled your rear ends out of the fire or something. Well, there's really probably as many times I can't right off, right off the bat think. I do know that he was he was constantly going from pits to pits as people had problems. Plus, you know, we had, didn't we get up to like at one time like 10, yeah, like 10 in-car radios? You know, I guess, I don't know. Spots, you know, yeah. you know and he was constantly running up and uh, you know, that up and down the garage area, uh, doing that stuff. Uh, biggest thing it always seemed like if, if somebody had a really good joke going around <laughs> from from the sixties, like like the mongoose box, oh, yeah. or something like that. Nelson was always like to be up in the middle of that, but uh, like I say, he 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 could pull out uh, the, just so many things that's out of the box. I mean. I tell you, if you were sitting with him at a bar, which Greg and I did quite a few times, yep. and he pulled out his cell phone and started showing you pictures, get comfortable. I don't know how a cell phone could have so many pictures on it as his did. I mean, and he's just one right after another, and most of them were pretty darn interesting. I mean, you know, like old NASCAR stuff from back in the 
and, and military. His father was a fighter pilot during, uh, I guess, World War II in Korea. And he was real, he was real military oriented. But every time I ever saw him, he, he was dressed very dapper, you know, like, uh, like he was going to do some sort of TV appearance or something. And, uh, I don't know what happened to his businesses. Um, you know, the Nelson Specialties, was that the name of his company? And he did so many electronic things, Nelson's Electronics. And he's just going to be a, uh, a big void left here that's going to be, uh, it's going to be impossible to, re- to replace, but we got a replacement and a good one. And I'll talk about her in a minute. Ronnie, you want to add anything and on Nelson? I'm anxious to, to get to listen to her again. Yeah. Um, so Nelson, we love you and, uh, Miss you. We'll bring you up from time to time. We won't ever forget you, and you'll always be what, Ronnie? Smartest man I've ever known. Is that right, Alan? I'll back it up. You got that right. Yep. Take it easy, Alan. Rest. I mean, uh, Nelson. Rest in peace. I got a thing here. I want to read about Nelson's replacement, who knew Nelson very well, and her name is Deb Williams, and she comes on the show a couple of times a year. She's a regular. And, uh, of course, this is another one. Greg's known her from since, uh, you know, the 70s, probably, Greg. It, it seems to me like now, D- Deb actually got involved, I think, in working in NASCAR, uh, probably when I was just working part-time. Yeah. But it's, she she come on scene about the same time that uh, – she come in in between me and Nelson. Nelson come in like in 69, I think. Deb would come in and possibly in the late 60s, and I come in in like the early 70s. It was all real close. But, uh, and she, her and Nelson always got along great. Well. Because they, you know, it was nothing for Deb to be walking around the garage there with a headset on too, you know, because they was writing articles for Winston uh Cup Illustrated and then they're doing all this stuff with the Charlotte Observer and Winston Salem Tribune and, uh, both both of them stayed getting it. Well, all I got the time. I got this thing. Uh, off, I got the, her credentials off the internet. So let me let you know who we got. And I, honestly, I think I told you this before. I didn't think she'd take us up on it, and she jumped at the chance, and she's excited to do our show. Deb's con- Deb's uh, credentials read uh, National Motorsports Press Association Writer of the Year twice. I mean, I could stop right there. National Motorsports Press Association Joe Littlejohn Award, North Carolina Motorsports Association Jim Hunter Memorial Media Award, Miller Motorsports Award of Excellence in honor of Russ Catlin. Now, she did that twice. Russ Catlin was an extremely famous auto racing rider on a national level. The Henry T. McLemore Award, another prestigious award for journalists. Former editor of NASCAR Winston Cup Scene former managing editor of GT Motorsports. She was interviewed for the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on Tim Richmond. And I can tell you, there's a whole lot of other documentaries that she's been interviewed for, too. She's on the Bud Moore interview uh, yeah. with uh, on that, that DVD, um, Battle Scars. She taught evol- the evolution of Southern Motorsports at Appalachian State University. And uh, I don't know how many books she's written. She's written a whole bunch of books. So that's Deb Williams. And that's who we got to replace uh, um, Nelson Crozier. And uh, I mean, how could you do any better than that? And she wants to do it. That's what tickles me. (laughs) Well, she's good. And and luckily, 
uh, she likes people. I mean, you know, she 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 appreciates the fact me and Perry ride around and go to these things, and and you know, had lots of time book signing the different thing. Deb's such a friend to us. You know, she sits right there with us, and but she's done a whole. She is the queen of motorsport journalism. That's I mean, the best way to put it. That's better. Sounds better than the queen of the garage. Yeah, <laughs> we've called her I that. Mean, I mean, she'll be able to tell you some some things like. Uh, well, I'll let her tell it. She, she, you know, like if I'm not mistaken, her background she she ra- she's from Asheville, I think, and so, she used to she used to attend races at Asheville Weaverville, like I did the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. You know, think, she she was I out there you, as a toddler. I, I think you're right. I think you're right, Mary. So uh, so we're gonna have Deb Williams on after uh, she's taking Nelson's spot, the uh, the ten forty spot, and we'll take her up to the top of the hour. And, uh, and listen, you can also follow her on Twitter, and she she tweets live during the races at Deb Williams seventy two. Okay, that's thank you, Ronnie. And I didn't have that information. I was going to let her give that if she had it because uh, she is an active journalist. Uh, if you remember, a couple of years ago, I guess about halfway through the year before last, is when Nelson wasn't able to go to the track anymore. But you know he. Used, but when I, we started this show, and and back in the drop in the hammer days, he'd he'd have to go find a quiet spot in the infield, or in the garage area, or something, because the cars were roaring and uh, firing him up in in, uh, in the pits in the garage, and uh, and we we couldn't hear him till he went and found the spot. Well, those days are going to happen again with uh, Deb. Now she's not at Daytona, and I don't think she's going to Homestead. She told me she goes to the one she can drive to. Of course, she can drive to all of them, but I believe she told me she'd be at Atlanta. But um, she is our uh, high heels on the pit road, so to speak, it or, or sneakers on the pit road yep, instead of boots is. on the ground. And she'll give us the dope. She knows what's going on. And uh, like I said, we're we're not. We'll never replace Nelson. But uh, uh, I don't know a, a a better way to put it than um, he's moved on, and, and we've got somebody that I'm I'm just so proud to have Deb on the show, and I can't wait to talk to her here in about five minutes. She's certainly an asset, and she's been an asset to, to, to mostly all NASCAR for the most part. And he's, she's always been the, the, the shoulder somebody always leaned on, you know, when there wasn't answers to answer. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, kind of like a commercial of uh, Kyle Bush saying, uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of devil, that's her calling in. Just as I was hoping she would. Ronnie, you got any final words to say? Or oh, you can you can call back later if you want to. Oh, listen, I'm I'm just tickled that that we're running again, and good to talk to you guys. And hopefully, before long, I can get back in there. Yeah, once I you never get... thought I would be away from the show this long. Well, once you get shot, you won't have an excuse, will you? No, I won't. Okay, well, go get that shot, and we look forward to having you. So I don't, maybe every once in a while I can take a break from pushing these buttons. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, thank you, Ronnie. We talk to you later. Right. Yeah, look All forward right. to you, Ronnie, coming back. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take our break right now because Deb's on hold, and there's no use making her wait. So you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA. NYSE and SIPC. Here comes lunchtime. You know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. Football season is coming. Whether you're a Spartanburg Viking fan or a Chapman Panther, a Gamecock or a Tiger, whether you're a Carolina Panthers or a Washington football team fan, we can all agree that we can't wait for kickoff. Make sure you're ready for football season by visiting Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio will get your car ready for football with new speakers so you can hear the games clearly. Elite Audio has everything you need to make your ride more enjoyable from stereos and speakers to DVD players and navigation systems. So get your car ready for football season and go see the experts at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. You there, Deb? Deb? Deb, you still there? Well, what have I done here? Didn't take me long, did it? Deb? Do you hear me? Sounds like I hear her faintly somewhere. Deb, call me back and let's try this again. Yeah, we're hearing her a little somewhere. 
Yeah. Maybe she can give us an update on that uh, jet dryer truck. It slid down over and turned three and four. It didn't turn over like the one Tyler did that time. No, nah, he just kind of went up there. Everybody don't realize what kind of a banking they have down there at Daytona until you put them red trucks out there with them dryers on the back of them. And he was up there on top of the turn up there, and they was trying to get get the race ready for the second 150. And uh, he was easing around that racetrack and had another car, one groove down below him. About the time that lead truck up there, he just started sliding down across the racetrack. And, uh, you know, on this TV, it don't, it don't really show you how hard that banking is down there at that racetrack. Here we go. So, uh... Not you, Deb. Until you uh, can ride around it. You hey, can... it's Deb. Okay, we got you back, Deb? Yeah. Okay, I don't... I told you I was going to be a little rusty after three months off of pushing these buttons. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I did it perfect for Mike Helton, but uh, sorry about that. Welcome to Well, Star- that's okay. We'd rather you do it perfect for Mike Helton than for me. No, uh, well... well we won't have him again until November. I'm going to have you every week, I hope. So uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> well, that's that's okay because when I tried to call back the first time, uh, it told me that it couldn't authenticate my phone and to call back later. So maybe it's weather issues between where I am and where you are. Yeah, let's call it weather issues and not the, the nut pushing the buttons up here. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Deb. We... Uh, I know we've had you on uh, at least once a, a year for as long as I've been doing this show. This is the first show of our fourth season, and um, I've known you for a long time. But we did a, quite a little bit on Nelson just a few minutes ago. And bef- before we get into uh, you and what's going on, do uh, you have any thoughts about Nelson Crozier you'd like to share with us? I do. Nelson was a wonderful man, and he's going to be missed tremendously. Um <clears throat> Sorry. That's okay. He, he, um, Nelson helped me a great deal in my career. And, uh, I could always go to Nelson if I had technical questions. And, you know, he would always come in to me and say, hey, you, you might want to look at this or you might want to think about that. Uh, and it, it was not unusual when I was editor of NASCAR Winston Cup scene to get a phone call from Nelson and say, you know, the teams are having trouble here. This is something you might want to look into. Or, you know, this is the way this works, and this is why this is a particular problem. So Nelson was an extremely intelligent person. Nelson and Alan Kowicki are the two most intelligent human beings I've ever known. And it was just fantastic to have technical conversations with both of them. But Nelson was one of those that could explain it to you to help you understand so you could let your reader understand exactly what was happening. So he was always there. He was a fantastic friend. I know he was very instrumental helping Pam Miller, who's the pit producer at at, uh, Fox Sports. And he was also a big help with Tim Brewer, and Tim Brewer and his wife were so good to Nelson there when Nelson needed a place to stay and and to help him through his cancer battle. And, you know, he was a fighter. He was there. And I remember when I saw Nelson at Daytona, 
last year, and I thought, you know, I really need to take time and talk with Nelson this time because I don't know when I'll get to see Nelson again. And, of course, when we had the pandemic and everything shut down, and, you know, we've just lost so much personal contact with people, and it's been very restrictive as to who can go to the tracks, and you have to have permission not only from NASCAR, but the track as well, and the protocol that has to be followed, and the numbers that are limited because of the social distancing required. So, I hate, but but I always would keep up. If I would see Nelson pop up on my Twitter account, because occasionally... I would see where he liked something that I had Twittered, I had had put out on Twitter. So it was like, okay, I know Nelson's there. But when I received your telephone call asking me to come on, I'm very, very honored and humbled that you would ask me to come in because I certainly can't replace Nelson. No one can replace Nelson. But I'm I'm very honored that you would ask me to, to come in and fill his slot. Well... That was very well put, and uh, I don't know of anybody I'd rather have. So, uh, and actually, Greg and I talked about it, and when I called you that morning, I didn't realize that he had talked to you the day before. I thought, you know, Greg kept saying, well, oh, yeah, I'm going to call her, I'm going to call her. And then when I called you, you said, yeah, I just talked to Greg, I'd love to do it. And I went, oh, well, okay. So, uh, anyway, we are proud to have you. Yeah, Deb, Deb stays pretty doggone busy. And, well, I know she does. And uh, I know she's uh, she's always followed the show and been on the show once, twice every year. And a uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, we won't dwell on it, but there was some talk and we thought we had it worked out. But Deb was actually going to start coming on the show back about 2-11, I think, was up at Michigan or... I don't know where it was, Deb. I think it was some of that stuff when Dad was still getting around pretty good in the with the, the the Hall of Fame thing, and uh, but yeah, Deb, she she's just she's just the best. I mean, you know, uh, I don't see how, like I say, it, it, technical problems and stuff like that. That's fine, but but the personality and the, the bubbliness and 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 everything, and like I say, they're they're both two wonderful different people, and. That's both were good friends. I'm, I'm thrilled, Death. We got there. I'm surprised we could get her. I said that two or three times. Deb, yeah. I, I read your some of your credentials or all the ones that I could find, and uh, it's very impressive. And you know, we actually uh, maybe I'm not talking out of school. We do this for free, and if you know if we have something to promote, you know, like a book or an article or a magazine or a show, we. Uh, we want to do that, and before we get any further along, you got any books in the works or anything you'd like to uh, to talk about? We'll start talking racing next week <laughs> when we wrap up Daytona. <laughs> I don't know. We, we need to talk racing this week because there's a whole lot going on. Well, go <laughs> ahead and give we us. we got two races today. Yeah, well, go ahead and give us something. we got about uh, eight minutes. Okay, well, of course, you've got two races today. You've got the ARCA kicking off its ARCA Menard Series season at one thirty, and Drew Dollar has the pole for that race with Gracie Trotter on the outside of the front row. And this is Gracie making her super speedway debut. And she'll be going for rookie honors. And Richard Petty's grandson, Thad Moffitt, is in this race. And uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson, Ty Gibbs, is in this race. Now, he won a bunch of races in a row last year, if I remember correctly. He did. He did. And... um, 
so, you know, you can probably expect to see Ty move up before too much longer. And then you've got uh, Tanner Gray in this race. So there's some names in there that I think a lot of people will know. And I was actually surprised to see Dave Mater the third running in this race today. He's qualified 20th for it. So that'll be at one thirty, and then we have the Xfinity Series season opener at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Now, they're qualified, they qualified now. Oh, for it. I, I think I read where they qualify at 10.30. Maybe I read that wrong. But, uh, you know, we that's that's one um, series that we're extremely uh, interested in here with uh, Jeremy Clements. Not only is he our hometown driver, but he's got Fox Sports 1400 Spartanburg on the side of his car. And, uh, oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and we, actually, uh, Ryan Delaney, who owns the station, texted me yesterday, and he's going to – and uh, we're going to be the – the primary sponsor at Darlington. So we've got a real presence with Jeremy. We have him on the show. We had a, a green flag party for him uh, last week. So, um, you know, at a bar here to uh, send him on his way to Daytona in good spirits. So uh, Jeremy's our man. And um, and we really, we cover Jeremy every week, no matter what. So uh, uh, any... Well, that's any, fantastic. Because he's a great story. Yeah, any scoop you get on Jeremy, keep keep your ear close to the ground for Jeremy's stories because he's he's our man. Uh, okay, I will. Well, now, is Jordan Anderson still in your neck of the woods? I'm not even familiar with that name. Who's this now? Jordan Anderson, who uh, has... He's team owner, driver, young man. He just got engaged to Larry McReynolds' daughter, Kendall, during the off-season. And he's Being a sucker. truck series regular, and then he's going to um, go up to Xfinity Series full-time. He finished second again in the truck race last night, and I say again because he finished second in the truck race at Daytona last year. And he was just absolutely overwhelmed with himself. He was so excited last night in his post-race interview. Deb, I don't know how well you know Alan Williams, but he's our local coverage here. Uh, Alan Williams. Alan Hill and... Uh, he was just getting ready to talk about that, so I'm, I'm sort of introducing you to Alan. Uh, well, my brother first. <laughs> okay. She probably knows my brother. My brother says, hello, Deb. That's Mike Hill. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Tell Mike I said hi. Uh, he's listening to the radio thing, but uh, like you said, the boy, hey, Mike. <laughs> the boy was finished. He's running 12th last night, coming off the fourth turn and come all the way to second. I know. I, I know. I'd he was so funny. He said, <laughs> I have no idea how I did that on that last lap. Now, is he the one that said he was from Columbia, uh, South Carolina? Yeah. Okay, yep. well, that's good. And he's engaged to Larry McReynolds' daughter. All right, well, right. he'll yep. get a lot of mm-hmm. airtime. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, he, uh, and it was funny because then when Ben Rhodes got in for his post-race interview, Ben said that, he was shocked to see Jordan to his left because he was more concerned about the, the person who had been second, uh, Corey Roper. And he was concerned about keeping Corey Roper behind him. And then he looked over and he saw Jordan Anderson. It was like, my gosh, where did he come from? Yeah, I was kind of pulling so. for Corey Roper. I didn't, you know, I don't, I didn't know him, but he just sort of came from out of nowhere and I, I actually thought he was going to win uh, for a second there. Let me do one thing here, Deb, before we get any further. And we do this every yep. year. We uh, we try to pick the winner. And last oh, year... Oh, dear. I'm not any good at that. Well, ne- none of us are. But somebody has to win. <laughs> I mean, you'd think uh, this panel of experts uh, wouldn't get shut out as much as we do. Now, I did win like the last three races, I think, whatever Kyle... Um, 
Chase Elliott got hot last year, and I, I, I hauled down, ran down Nelson, and Nelson and I shared the championship last year. So, um, oh, that's great. I've I'm already got, already got a few picks here in, um, uh, and Alan keeps score for us. Uh, Ronnie wants Kyle Busch, so give him okay. Kyle Busch. That's uh, a good pick. Larry McKinney, and I'll talk about Larry, uh, Lanny McKinney in a minute. He wants Harvick. All right, okay, so Deb, that's good. Deb, you go. Okay, let's see. Kyle Busch and Harvick are off the table. Hmm, let's see. Keselowski. I'm going to take Logano. Okay, Logano. That's good. Greg? Daytona 500. I'm going to go with the Wood Brothers. That's D. Benedetto. Yeah, D. Benedetto. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'll take Chase. That would be a good story. I'll take Chase Elliott because that's who my daughter always wants. Alan? Alan? I, I just, go ahead. Alan's going to take the 48 car. James Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman the showman. What were you going to say, Deb? I was just going to say that I've been watching Ryan Newman, and, you know, the, the great story would be for Newman to come back and win it this year. You can change. He, we're very. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> that having worked with Ryan at Team Penske, I know how he approaches this race, and I was surprised to see him as high as he was on the chart in qualifying, and he's going to be starting seventh yep. in the Daytona 500. Ryan, never, Ryan has never worried about speed at Daytona. Ryan has always been concerned with getting his car to handle that's why you never saw him high in the speed charts. He wasn't, that wasn't his concern. His concern has always been making sure that car handles correctly when that track gets slick. So to see him that high, you know, I could easily see him surprising people because he says he has no memory of that crash. And therefore, he has no fear because yeah. he has no memory of it. And his daughters were excited. I asked him about his daughters and how they felt about going to Daytona. And they went to the Chili Bowl with him when he drove in the Chili Bowl a few weeks ago. And he said they were excited about going to Daytona. Well, I mean, so we'll it, see. it's like Bud Moore told me one time uh, after some unfortunate events, you know, this is what we do. I mean, this is... This yeah, is who told you that? Bud Moore. After they lost Weatherly and Wade, you know, he said oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he didn't want to go back. And his, and his wife talked to him, Betty, and said, you know, this is what we do. So, yeah, that's right. That's the same thing with, uh, yeah, he was pretty high, too, coming down the front straightaway. But he, unfortunately, was bouncing off other cars. And I would that, that would be a, a heck of a story. So, uh, we'll all be uh, kind of pulling for New, uh, Ryan Newman there on the side. Um, and he's been... In victory lane there before, so he knows the way. Oh, yeah. Deb, it's great yeah. having you on the show. Like I told you, we, we kind of have to kind of get out of here a little early because I don't want to get caught mid-sentence when the network breaks in. But, man, I can already I tell understand. you're going to be such a great asset. You know everything, and we uh, we appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you again for um, uh, having me, and, and it's quite, like I said, I'm very honored and humbled that you would contact me to, to come in and, and fill, uh, I will say, Nelson's slot because no one can replace Nelson. And we'll always think of him and keep him close because he sure has been instrumental in my career and, and will always be close in my heart. Well, 
that's uh, it's great having you. And Nelson will be remembered forever. And uh, thank you so much. And look, if I don't know if you continue listening to the show, I think Nelson did, and he he'd call in, you know, thirty minutes from now and, and add something. But you just if something comes up, you know, I'll have to get a breaking news. Uh, noise or sound effect or something if something happens and you <laughs> if you want to call in before noon on saturday you go ahead and uh, we'll put you right on okay i appreciate it All thank right. you much and have a great great afternoon and thank, weekend. thank, thank you, you so much Deb. you know you know bye i bye. love back to you on the show uh, it's nice to be back thank anyway. you see you dad williams and uh she's gonna be a good one Yes, she is. I mean, I don't know who was in the chili bowl last week. <laughs> and I don't know that this guy's marrying Larry McReynolds' daughter. So, I mean, she, she's got her ear to the ground. Yep. And uh, keeps up a lot of racing. Well. Yeah, at a lot of places and everything. And, you know, <coughs> with all you sports writers and you journalists, you, I mean, with exception of somebody like Jerry Punch and a couple of them, there's always a few of them you sort of don't like too well. I mean, it's always been that way, or, or certain ones, different, whatever. Uh, Deb Williams and them, that's great. Yeah. That's just great. Well, we're going to take a top-of-the-hour break here and come back and talk to Bobby Bennett about some drag racing, and we might even have a couple of other phone calls come in. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, Season 4. We are Fox your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Late Friday night in the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars Director of Sports Performance Chris Doyle resigned just one day after being hired. Doyle was previously accused of making racist remarks and bullying players when he was the strength coach at Iowa. New Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer and general manager Trent Baalke saying in a statement, quote, in retrospect, we should have given greater consideration to how his appointment may have affected all involved, unquote. In the NBA Friday night, the world champion Lakers overcame a 20-point deficit to beat the Memphis Grizzlies 115-105. Lakers now 21-6 and on a seven-game winning streak. Anthony Davis scored 35. LeBron James 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Utah on a six-game winning streak, now 21-5 after a 129-115 win over the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impexpreown.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Now let's get the latest drag racing news from the publisher and editor of CompetitionPlus.com, Bobby Bennett. 
welcome to the show, Bobby. Great to have you. Hey, I'm, uh, it's great to be here. Well, I love that beginning. You may have the best opening of everybody. <laughs> that did sound nah, good. We got, we got it. We got to get you a nitro car on there. Well, what was I'll that? Get you a nitro uh, th- see, this is how our people know so much that come on the show, Bobby. What was? Can you tell what that was by the engine? That sounded like maybe a uh, small, a uh, big block Chevrolet. Okay, well, That's what it sounded like, big block Chevrolet. <laughs> it sounded great. I got nothing against big block Chevrolets, but it needs to be a supercharged uh, twelve thousand horsepower Hemi. Uh, burning nitro methane. All right, I'll see. Uh, I'll. I'll <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I'll get with the sound effects guy, and maybe we can do it. But the sound is good because when the guy's talking, um, the guy's just sort of idling there, and then as soon as he gets through it, he fires off the line. So we kind of liked it <laughs> when we did it, it last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love it today. And I want to so thank you just with what you got. I, I, and I want to thank quickly Matt Smith uh, here at the radio station that got all that. The voiceovers back from Bob in California, the Fox guy, and um, I say we put it together. I told Matt what I wanted, and he. I looked over his shoulders. He did it, and Matt just did a fantastic job, and we appreciate it, Matt. So, Bobby, uh, now we know Daytona's going on this weekend, and the sports cars even were a couple of weeks ago. But when does drag racing really get underway? Uh, we start the middle of uh, March in Gainesville, Florida, with the NHRA Gator Nationals. Uh, the week before, we'll have two uh, major test sessions, which is essentially our drag racing speed week, uh, where some of the nitro cars will be testing at West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, down there at Palm Beach International Raceway. I'll be down there with half of my staff, and the other half of my staff uh, will be in Orlando, Florida, for the uh, World Door Slammer Nationals, which is basically full-bodied race cars like Pro Stock and Pro Mod and might even have a few motorcycles down there. But they'll test in one section for one group of cars and another section for another group of cars. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now, uh, I hope you have better luck going to Gainesville this year than you did last year. Well, actually, uh, I am off that week because... My track record of driving to Gainesville has not been good the last couple of years, so I'm not going to go around to see what happens a third time now. Last year, uh, as as some of you may know, I was driving with actually the first case of COVID in Spartanburg County inside of my body. It just hadn't woken up yet. And then the year before, I was on my way to Gainesville, and a tractor-trailer swung a... Uh, tread off the tire and caved in the front of my Chevrolet Camaro. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, well, maybe you should fly. me if I opt out for the <laughs> third year. <laughs> Take a long detour or something. Is that an idea? Yeah. Uh, I want to introduce you to our, our people here. we got uh, Greg Moore that was just talking to you and Alan Hill sitting over here to uh, his right that he uh, does the local dirt tracks and, um, and wins when he feels like it. So uh, we're all a part of the show, and we'll all be firing questions at you and listening to what you have to say. Now, I saw in the paper, it wasn't that long ago, and I guess it was in maybe January. You you guys from uh, locally, the old, uh, a lot of the Spartanburg Dragway people, y'all get together, it seems like, fairly frequently, don't you? And there was something at the Beacon not long ago, and I, I never know about it until I, I read it that it already happened. 
Okay, well, here it is, and I'll give you the clue. It's always, you know, like on that John Boy Jeopardy or whatever game they play, they always tell you the answer to the question. Answer number right three. Bat. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's always the second Saturday of the new year at the Beacon Drive-In, and it goes from 4 to like 9 p.m. at night. Uh, this year was a little bit light because of COVID concerns, but we did have a grand old time. We inducted uh, four more members into the Spartanburg Dragway Wall of Fame, and this year we had T-shirts. I still have some T-shirts left over, you know, that basically has the old Spartanburg logo on the front, Spartanburg International Dragway. Oh, that sounds and great. And on the back it says, when the gates opened at four, we were there. And we put basically every name that we remembered that came to Sparkford Dragway on the back. Now, is, it, is this so, Wall of Fame someplace where you can go see it? Or is it sort of a Wall of Fame, a virtual Wall of Fame on the Internet or what? Well, we haven't yet found a place to do it all. <laughs> We've been doing this thing for about seven years. Uh, the, uh, the racers and inductees which are not all racers. Some are track workers. And uh, we also give a, uh, an award to some, some of those who have raced at Farmer Dragway and went on to big things in, uh, in the sport. Uh, like this past, uh, this past Farmer Dragway reunion, we gave it to Scotty Cannon because he raced at Farmer Dragway right at the tail end of the track being open and then went on to become a six-time uh, drag racing world champion. So we try to find people like that, like Scott Duggan. He was an engine builder in Spartanburg. Here he runs PAR uh, racing engines. And, and Scott and I actually grew up together playing with Hot Wheels cars. <laughs> and then we were kids running around at Spartanburg Dragway. And Scott never really started racing until after Spartanburg closed. So we gave him a an award and he won four world championships on the national stage and basically what it is is big show big pride and we honor uh, those who came out of Spartanburg Dragway that went on to big things with that award and that's why we want to have you on the show I want to learn more about it I want to be educated about this and, and hear more about <laughs> it uh, before we let you go because um, I know you got, you've got a whole segment anytime you want it but um, and when the season gets going, believe me, buddy, you're going to be cramming everything you can into it, and we'll give you more all the time you need. But tell us about your website and how people can keep up with Competition Plus and what's going on in drag racing. Well, the crazy thing is, is back in 1999, you know, just like the Wright Brothers says, what if we can make this, uh, this apparatus that flies us through the sky? I got this crazy idea people want to read their news on the Internet. So I created what was called an electronic magazine, or e-zine for short, which was a, a, a drag racing magazine just on the Internet. And I always told people it was like, uh, just think of this as the, the back when people actually read magazines and put them on their coffee tables. Just think of this as a, uh, the magazine that magically reprints itself every night on your coffee table. And that's what we were, and and I tell you, it was a tough haul. It'll never right work when we came in. <laughs> yeah, it never worked. It came in. <laughs> It'll never there work. There was the dot com crash when people got away with selling uh, something for nothing for a lot of money, and people got figured out. And then there was nine eleven, which killed the economy. 
and all kinds of different things. And, and it's just like, you know, that story of the turtles, they get their the eggs are laid on the shore and then they try to make their way out into the ocean. Well, that's what we were. Uh, but we made it 21 years later. We are drag racing news you on the Internet you can trust. And, you know, that's what we put on the back of our T-shirts that we sell at competitionplusapparel.com where you can believe what you read on the Internet. And so, that, you know, that, that, that's, that's a little bit of what we've done. We've become the benchmark uh, for, for legitimate news uh, that, that people can look and say, well, if it hasn't been on Competition Plus, I ain't put any stock into it. Oh, I read it there. Okay, that's, there's the truth. You know, they, you, we can tell you what you want to hear or we can tell you the truth. We just choose to tell you the truth. And that's no matter how ugly it is. And that's what we want on this show. And uh, and we're proud to have you, Bobby. And um, so whatever you tell us, we'll take it to the bank. And uh, I can't wait to hear um, some more drag racing stories and uh, and what's going on. And uh, I don't know, maybe you get us a guest or something. Well, well, here's some news you can take to the bank. All right. I work for the all bank, right. so for go all ahead. Of our fans, for all of our fans who love this uh, left-turn racing... <laughs> and all that stuff. Drag racing is a sport where our guys go too fast to turn left. Okay? So, and, and while you're at it, I want you to understand this. Spartanburg is the drag racing capital of the world. That's what it is. I, I don't care what NASCAR track was about to be here. We've had 34 drag racing world championships won from this county alone. That's unreal, isn't it? Yep, sure is. And, and, and that's the point where I drop the mic and walk off. <laughs> well, drop it because we're <laughs> going to move on. And, Bobby, it's great having you on the show. Now, we're going to have to get together during the week uh, somehow and figure out what weeks you want to come on because we're going to let it just float. You know, we're not going to say the third Saturday of every month or anything. You've got something to say. You come on and say it, and it, it can be. You can come on every Saturday for all I care. But generally, uh, we'll play that by ear, and you just come on because uh, uh, we want it. We want to hear about drag racing, and there's a lot of fans out there that do too. Well, I'll try to be on every week. Uh, in between drag racing and coaching girls fast pitch softball, okay, that's my escape from drag racing is coaching. I remember that from last year. Bobby, thanks so much for coming on, and you have a good weekend. And, uh, well, we'll talk to you down the road. It might be next week. It might not. It'll be next week. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. Thank you so much. Man knows his stuff. I tell you what, I think we have found a gym. Well, we got. With, with with the deal with the, the drag racing situation yeah. now. The drag racing you know, we've, and, uh, we've got, uh, you know, Ernie Smith, we still. Helping his car, he's well. Have Jeremy on. So, but uh, yeah, what is one of the voids we've been wanting to fill because Spartanburg is it, it rich in drag racing history, and uh, Bobby knows it and stuff. And uh, he's gonna he's gonna keep us update with the with the drag race well, stuff. I well, like drag racing sometimes. Well, where Bobby says he goes straight uh, asphalt, they turn left. Well, on dirt, we turn right. <laughs> Before you get to the turn. Before you get to the turn, because you're and, already sideways. And you, and you can tell people that, you know, that, that, that really don't know that, and, 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 and unless they get inside of an in-car camera, you see your st the steering wheel once they get once they get going, yeah. But, 
Well, if uh, they saw the movie Cars, they that's where a lot of people learned that you you turn right to go left with the the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? It was a and and to, and to talk about that Hudson, you know that Nash that my brother and him was working on. Uh-huh. They've got it at Daytona. From what I hear, my brother said that they might put Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that thing and let him run the beach. Oh, I thought you were going to say run the Mexican road race. No, it's <laughs> going to be on the beach. Well, that would be good. I bet he'll do it, too. Yep. That's, that's a beautiful car. Um, if you didn't miss it, we talked about it last year. We'll probably talk about it again. But let me, uh, I, I tell you, I'm sort of holding a spot open here. I, I wasn't rushing to get rid of Bobby by any means, but... Uh, I was thinking Ryan Delaney called me earlier, and he said he was going to be in Daytona, and he wasn't sure what time his flight got in, but he tried to call. So uh, I said, well, if you can call about 10 after, um, that should be about when we're, we wrap up with Bobby Bennett. So Bobby's going to be on next week. He just told me. Yep. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll just make his spot 11, and uh, that works out fine. Let's back up a little bit here uh, to uh, what has been going on so far this season, and I guess the first thing we better talk about is the World Sports Car Championship that they had the 24 Hours of Daytona, which was, um, uh, that's not the, that's the point standings, I don't want the point standings, uh, but it was, of course, Mike Hill had a car in that race, uh, and, and I was following it very closely. Actually had two cars. Did he? They had the Jimmy Johnson car, the, oh. the Ally car and the 31 car. I didn't know they had the Ally car. Yep, they had the Ally car too. Well, I guess it finished third. And the Wheeling car, they uh, somehow or another broke a third-year sprocket out of it and uh, had well, to come in and change transmissions, got a little few laps down. Well, like I said, I went to bed. They were running about third or fourth, and I woke up, and they were uh, 22 laps behind in sixth. Yep. And that's, did they finish there? Or they worked their way up to to fifth. I think they got up to about fifth. Here it is. I got it. I found it. I knew I did it. And that race was, uh, I don't have the date on it here, but it was like the last weekend in January. And they, uh, well, actually, I thought I had it. What I've got here is just the uh, just the results. And the race was run by Ricky, uh, Ricky Taylor, Philippe Albuquerque, who used to drive for uh, your brother last year off and on when the, when the COVID hit him. Alexander Rossi and Helio Castroneves, a pair of indie winners. Now, looking ahead here, they're off, and maybe we can get Mike on. Uh, they're off until March the 20th at Sebring. Yep. So they got a nice long break there, still over a month before they uh, take the track again. And, you know, Sebring, they do awfully good down there, so be looking for something for them. I got, do have the point standings here. Uh, Helio Castroneves is First, it's a four-way tie, which was the four guys in the card at one Daytona. I just named them, Albuquerque, Taylor, Castroneves, and Rossi. Um, fifth through eighth is the next three guys, next four guys. Uh, Kubayashi, Jimmy Johnson, Simon Pagino, Mike Rockenfeller. And then we'll come all the way down here to uh, uh, 91 points behind and 16th through 19th, all tied. And that's your brother's car. Pipo Durrani, Felipe Nasser, Chase Elliott, who I don't... Is he going to make any other races, you think? I doubt it. And uh, Scott Dixon. And I think he really enjoyed the experience, but he kind of admitted that he was the weak link there. And I don't know if they lost a lot of time when he was in the car or not. I, I don't know. But uh, 
I don't. Did they give you more than a two-hour stint? Because I know they said you had to run two hours, or you, you yeah, don't count. The first stint, he kind of—I ain't gonna say—messed up a little bit, but then he come back in at night time and was running some pretty good laps. Then after they broke the sprocket gear out of it, and they got so many laps down, they went ahead and put him back in the car and let him get some a whole lot more experience. Yeah, Still, he decided he just wanted to get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we had another race. Uh, Last weekend, they ran the, the Bush Clash, and that was, uh, actually, that was Tuesday, February the 9th. That was just the other night. And, you know, Greg, you're, I know you're smart. You're smarter about this racing stuff than I am, but I had never dawned on me. I thought it was just to annoy me that they put that last little chicane in there uh, on the front straightaway at Daytona. Now I learned from you and Mike Helton backed you up, and I'd never crossed my mind that those big two-ton almost stock cars can't get slowed down that fast enough to make that left-hander into the infield road course portion. Yeah, that, well, and it, it makes sense. Uh, There's a lot of sense. Uh, they could have put, uh, well, they, they get up speed pretty good uh, from there on the back stretch, because they just choon choon get right through it so they all had pretty good good when they get to the second one but with daytona the the visual you know they traditionally run a lot at night every time we run down there except one time with at night and i mean we we were on the daytime one time but uh the times we always ran it we had a lot of success there but uh it's like if something about them being able to go all the way down the back stretch with no chicane, go through three and four, and you're still wide open when he comes cutting down that front straightaway, that thing's hauling the mail pretty good, and you lose some of that sensation. With, even the fans can see it a little bit. But Daytona's got a wonderful road course. All right, well, let's take a break here. Uh, that was Ryan Delaney calling in, so we're going to take a break and come back and get a first-hand report on the weather and how was the flight and all that stuff. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. You already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work week ends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com. Here comes lunchtime. You know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. The Brotherhood plays here. Flying in, reverses it, open in for two. Counting. Happy New Year indeed. We have you covered all season long for the excitement of Blue Devil basketball. Pre-game coverage starts one hour before each game. Jumps up and ties the game. Cold-blooded. 
Duke basketball can be heard here on the Blue Devils Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. I'm not sure what that is, but I know who this is. We got uh, Ryan Delaney on the phone. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Perry, Greg, and Alan. Hope y'all are all doing good. Sounds good in there in the studio. Yep, sound. We're doing. We're getting back, shaking the rust off a little bit in this cold and rainy weather. I can't believe it's not even snowing up here, but uh, it's not. Seems like yeah, you I know it, wasn't it. Seems like it used to snow when it got down to about 37 or 38 degrees when I was a kid, but now it seems like it's got to be Not below so freezing. Lately. Yeah. Well, you guys did a great job honoring Nelson and then uh, welcoming Deb on. That was very well done. I enjoyed that. I was able to listen to that, uh, most of that segment, a little bit after that. Well, I've had awesome. a... It was good to, hear, good to hear Ronnie, too. Yep. Had a couple of button-pushing issues, but I'm, I'll get the hang of it. How are you doing? And how, what's the look up in the sky and look at the weather rock and tell us how it looks in Daytona. Well, it's not currently raining. We are, um, I am just a little ways away from the track. Um, and I was looking at the potential qualifying on the Fox Sports on the television coverage a little while ago. Of course, it was raining. I hadn't pulled it up here lately. I don't know if they were able to get qualifying started for the Xfinity. But where we are, which is, a, we're still, we're still a little ways outside the track at the moment, but it's overcast, but it's pretty stable and, Hadn't pulled the weather up, but it looked as though possibly later afternoon slash evening, um, you know, weather looked like it might be decent. So who knows? Could be a long day at the track for a lot of people, but hopefully we'll be able to get it in. I had talked to Jeremy briefly this morning. They were getting ready to go over for qualifying, and at the time it looked like they might be able to get it in. 
but they did run into some issues and they pushed it out. I don't know if they were able to get ever get cars back out on the track. I'm not really well, close tr- enough at the moment. I tried to pin Mike Helt down on, on it a little bit to find out uh, how big a window they had to get that race in today and even tomorrow. And the answer I got was, uh, what it, you know, whatever's reasonable. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they'd started at midnight or not. Probably not. But anyway, they've been known to. I think that year Montoya hit the track dryer. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, had they'll, a, they'll do, do what they can, that's for sure. Well, the last thing I have here, Jeremy was 11th fastest. This was uh, from yesterday. I've got the the, the uh, times. And he was um, uh, 188.3. And the pole was at right. one, uh, or the fast speed so far was 192.7, which sounds might sound like a lot, but. It really doesn't matter once they get hooked up drafting and stuff. I mean, you can you can go from the back to the yeah. front pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, I watched that practice and he put in like you said. I think he didn't put in about ten or eleven laps. And um, I was listening to it a little bit on the radio, and I think they kind of hit some things that they wanted to hit, <clears throat> and then kind of shut it down, which most of them did. So um, I think they were happy with it. I know that they're always looking for more more horsepower, like everybody else. But I think they got as many laps in as they wanted and then they kind of left it at that so hopefully whether you know even if they don't get to qualify in which i'm not sure where that stands right now they'll at least be able to start at some point today and with the arca race you know supposed to be going off prior you know that kind of complicates things from a timing the timing standpoint because you know those guys want to get that race in as well so they kind of have to contend with that running those back to back but we'll be here all day so we're going to enjoy it you know, whether it's sun's out or it's raining and cloudy, as long as we get some racing in at some point. Um, Ryan, we're talking to Ryan Delaney. Um, I know we're so proud to have uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg on Jeremy Clements' car. And uh, tell us the races, if, if you can, off the top of your head. If you can, I'm looking at your text from last from yesterday. But what races are, right. uh, are as of right now, I guess this could change, but what... what races uh could you see fox sports spartanburg on clements's car well we are committed to that list of tracks which i probably won't catch them all but we tried to get most of the ones kind of closer you know in our regional area which would include um of course darlington charlotte bristol i think we got a martinsville talladega um and a couple of those are two times atlanta martin Uh, yeah you said martinsville atlanta Atlanta. got atlanta in there and we're looking at and been talking with some other folks about doing additional races um, in conjunction with us, possibly down the road. And Jeremy's still working on, as is always the case, kind of piecing some additional sponsors in here and there. So that we think there'll be other opportunities to to participate as well as you know help those guys out uh, as much as we can. Being um, you know they're a small small race team themselves, and we're a small radio station ourselves so we have limitations but i think it's a good fit for us and he's more than gracious with his time with us at the station helping us promote our brand too so we're trying to do as much as we can well, to I, help him race as well as you know just help get the word out so to track some additional sponsorship for some from some other folks in the Spartanburg county area really well i thought the green flag party was great um, it was there at RJ Rockers. It was uh, yeah. week before last, I think, and to send uh, Jeremy off on his way to Daytona. Um, 
it's just you know th- those kind of things. I think go over real, real well. Now I don't know if the turnout was about what y'all figured or not as much or more than, but I I think when the weather warms up and you have something like that at R.J. Rocker's uh, on a, a a Saturday night when they're off or a Friday or or a Thursday yeah. night before they leave for the track and it's a uh, seventy five or eighty degrees outside on a warm summer night, I think you'll pack the place. Yeah, we, you know, of course, we really didn't know what to expect, having not done it before, and you know, and kind of trying to be uh, mindful of the situation, virus-related things like that. But it was a good venue to have it, so we, you know, we were we weren't sure what the turnout was going to be, and you know, the situation where we didn't want to be irresponsible with it either. So we kind of just let it run its course and just saw, you know, I thought we had a great turnout. All that being said, but when we had the ability to. Uh, you know, open it up and have it at a time where we might draw a bigger crowd. Um, I, I mean, I think we'll definitely do that. I don't think there's any question that, that we're definitely going to do it again. Uh, and it'll, you know, it'll just grow on that. So I think the turnout was probably not knowing what to expect. I think everybody was really happy with it. I know Jeremy met some other folks. He had additional sponsors out there, and he had some conversations with some folks there that are looking to get on the car for this season. So it was a lot of positives for everybody, so I think it's a, it'll just grow from there. Well, when you look around the place, after, you know, when I left, there was, you know, everybody wasn't crowded up at the front, but they, it was pretty full back in there. So I, I think it was, I think it was well received. Now I'm looking at the schedule you you sent me uh, the other day, and by Darlington, you've got primary written. Are we going to be the main? We, I uh, hope I get included in that. But is uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg going to be the main sponsor of his car at Darlington? We. Um, in some fashion, that's the one we're working on. Where what we're going to try to do is um, we'll probably probably do it in conjunction with another group. We'll probably split it, but that would still make us the primary. Basically, what we're looking to do is putting two primaries on there, where um, you'll basically divide up between the the hood, the roof, the deck lid, and the TV panel is usually what that includes. So, what we'll probably do is. Um, Right now, which of course is subject to change, but right now we'll be, you know, on summer, all of those positions um, is the plan right now. So we're pretty excited about that. I mean, Darlington has been, you know, what you could consider the home track. Well, I do um, consider you know, it the home track. <laughs> well, I mean, I know everybody in South Carolina, some people say, well, you're only an hour from Charlotte. I think, well, that's different. You know? That's another state. Um, for South Carolinians, <laughs> anyway. And, and, you know, and Jeremy and all the South Carolina based teams, even on the lower levels, I mean, they obviously, that's definitively the home track. And with two dates, uh, we wanted to try to get on that early date as a primary. And, um, you know, and we're, we're going to try to get another, if we can get another local group to participate in it, that's what we want to do for that South Carolina track. Is we want to try to get us, get South Carolina slash Spartanburg County people on that car, um, you know, for a lot of races, but for that race in particular. So, all the folks that are listening uh, that want to be on that car for Darlington, I know Jeremy would appreciate it. But it, it, that car does get a lot of interest, so uh, it's one of the more popular ones for him to take on sponsorship. So if folks want to get involved in it, they can certainly get in contact with us at the station or with the folks over at JCR directly. But that's just some of the things that we're working on, um, other than just wanting to go watch some racing and have a good time, which is makes it a little easier to do that sometimes. Channel 7's been giving them pretty decent coverage. 
Yeah, I thought they did a good good piece on there, and Jeremy was nice enough. I talked to him because I knew he was going to do that spot with him, but he was nice enough to kind of wear our colors for that interview, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, we're going to let you go because we got a few other fish to fry here before. I mean, uh, two hours flew by. Uh, well, so far we got 26 minutes left, and uh, and I got about 30 minutes worth of stuff to cover. So I appreciate you calling in. You call in anytime you want to, and uh, if we can coordinate it like we did today, that would be great because I'll find a good place where we'll have time to talk. And uh, um, Absolutely. Ha- have a good time down there, and good luck to Jeremy, and give him our best from Start Your Engines. I definitely will, and uh, enjoy the show, and you guys have a great afternoon. Thank you, Ryan. That's Ryan Delaney, uh, who owns this place. So, uh, quite a guy. <laughs> we'll have him on anytime I mean, he wants to come on. But he's yeah. a he's a racing fan, and he's a fan of this show. And uh, I think all that's great. And him helping Jeremy out. You know, we we've we've constantly said that there's enough money in Spartanburg to to get him to where he needs to be. Yeah, it might be from several people, and it sounds to me like that's. Uh, Ryan and those guys are definitely on top of that, which is something me and Perry's plugged and plugged and plugged, and we're happy to death about it. And the good things he's done to the radio station, yeah. you know, That's keeps the place going. It's a good ball. It's a great, great touch. What you got, Alan? We got a. Well, you can have all the time you want. Just we can float this next commercial back a little bit. So you just go ahead. Well, we got a little bit going on. Some of our local stuff going on around here is we're going to have uh, Zach Mitchell. Local race car driver. He's going to be driving the Barry Wright house car this coming year. Uh, Darrell Lanigan kind of moved on after last year mm. between him and them. So, uh, Zach Mitchell's going to be filling in that seat this year. Hope him all the luck in the world. He'll probably be making his debut over here at uh, Cherokee Speedway on March Madness. That's going to be the first weekend of March. They'll also probably have a race uh, either the weekend before or maybe next week over here at Cherokee Speedway. They tried to have one here... Uh, the second week of January, but you know how the weather was around here. They had to cancel that out. And so, uh, but there is some racing going on. That's down in Florida, too. That's Volusia County down there. Glad to see that the Morton Buildings has stepped back up to sponsor the Super Lake Malls down there. And uh, Tim McCready, Devin Moran, Brandon Overton, Kyle Strickler, all them boys have won races down there this past week down there. Last year, I think everybody knows that Brandon Shepard kind of dominated that place down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, to have races down there in super late miles and having 77 cars shows up. Ooh. Yeah. Healthy that, series. Healthy series, 77 cars, and only going to start 24. If you got a series that can tote that many cars, wanting to get in on a prize, that's a stout series right there. Yes, it is. And there's a lot of pretty and famous... you better have something to run, to run up front. I bet you really got to have something you to got, you, you, Like you, your stuff. Well, put it this way. Uh, people don't realize it on dirt. Uh, it's kind of where you draw to where you go out and qualify. You can draw, you know, you can draw first, second, third, or fourth. Go out there and the track's still got to where it's been sitting. It's got a little haze built up on it from the moisture coming back up. And you're going to be just a little bit slower. But if you can go out there about 10th, through uh, 25th, you're going to be probably half a second faster, but then after that, the track starts falling off again. So, uh, you, I ain't going to say it's pretty much luck of the draw of where you go out and qualify, but that's pretty much it, because uh, we got a local race car driver here. Everybody knows Chris Madden. 
yep. one of the top drivers here. The best night he's had down there has been four so far, and a couple of nights he didn't even make the field. Mm. Is he from Spartanburg? Uh, he's from over here towards Gaffney and Rockville, okay. I think. Okay, all right. But, There's a uh, lot of famous drivers walking around the pits down there with their helmet bags in their hand, aren't they? Well, there's a bunch of, they have the UMP modifieds down there. You've heard me talk about yep. the old uh, guy over here. They have these cars coming over here at Cherokee Speedway every so often. Jesse Rocket comes over there. Yep. Good, Good name. name. Good, Good name. name. But, uh, they have them boys down there. And I'll give you a list of some of the drivers that's been showing up down there. And this is some of the boys that's in uh, the NASCAR series. They got Justin Algar. Matt Crafton, Kenny Wallace, Justin Haley, David Rudman, David Strimmy. You know, everybody knows David Rudman. He builds these cars now. They kind of UMP modifieds. They set these motors back about 12 inches in the behind. And boy, they they are, they fun to watch. Some of those names, uh, they might have a little dust on their helmet, don't they? They got a little dust on their helmet. Kenny Wallace? Yeah, Kenny Wallace. But they still love to have get out there... uh, have a good time. Like riding a bicycle. Well, uh, don't get me wrong. You you still got to have a good time out there. And that's what them boys are doing down there in Florida. But uh, as far as our local stuff, hadn't heard anything from Harris lately. Uh, don't know when they're going to get their season started up. And uh, had new owners up there. Going to talk to them sometime this week. And uh, Traveler's Rest. And see if we can't get some racing going on around here. Get the 25T ready just in case. Uh, We've been talking about that, but Uh, it's it's sitting back here in the corner. All right. Well, just don't let it get... You said something just a little while ago Uh when you were talking to Mr. Delaney. Mm -hmm. You had some fish to fry. Yeah. Well, you know Danny and Jane has got them a place down on Greenwood now. <laughs> we might be having some more fish fries this year. Well, don't let fish fry and get in the way of uh, dirt tracking. We're going to take our final break, come back, and uh, talk about what we can cram in to the last few minutes of the show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located off I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. 
Football season is coming. Whether you're a Spartanburg Viking fan or a Chapman Panther, a Gamecock or a Tiger, whether you're a Carolina Panthers or a Washington football team fan, we can all agree that we can't wait for kickoff. Make sure you're ready for football season by visiting Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio will get your car ready for football with new speakers so you can hear the games clearly. Elite Audio has everything you need to make your ride more enjoyable from stereos and speakers to DVD players and navigation systems. So get your car ready for football season and go see the experts at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Founded in 1997, R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment, and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com. Welcome back to Start Your Engines for the final 15 minutes and 24 seconds of the show. Um, I got to thank Lanny McKinney, who does our, uh, who does the Bud Moore Engineering website, does our Facebook page, and is our backup. Lanny, I missed the beginning of the show, like, uh, but I don't. I think we'll just go with what we got. I'm not going to drop the flash drive by there. We'll we'll get it next week. We'll get the new entries next week. I, that was that was one of our little warts that won't really show. Me and you know about it. Now I've told the world, but uh, we'll go with what we got. But we appreciate everything Lanny does for us, and uh, um, he's always backing us up when we need it. Uh, let's see what how much we can cover here. Let me do this before I run out of time. Um, the TV schedule. Well, I just had a. Breaking news, by the way, Deb Williams just texted the show and told me that uh, cup practice and Xfinity qualifying have been canceled due to rain. So we were sitting here wondering how they're going to set the fields, but um, probably by points or, you know, I don't know. But anyway, one way or the other, Jeremy's probably going to have a good starting spot. Yeah, they go by speed. uh, It was 11th. From 11th. So uh, either way, he's going to be looking at either 11th or 13th. Yeah, so, I mean, because he finished thirteenth in the well, points last year, right? Yeah, yeah, because he didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so, well, I won't do that because it's been canceled. Uh, that's been canceled. The Arca race is supposed to be at one thirty. That looks pretty iffy to me, and it would probably be a slap in the face. But I don't know if they look at it that way or not. But I could see them. I think they've done stuff like this before. Just say, Arca, you boys are going to go Monday. We got to get Xfinity and uh, and uh, the 500 in. So I don't know if they would think to do that or not. But anyway, ARC is supposed to be at 1:30, and um, the at five is supposed to be an Xfinity race. We'll see if that comes off. And then tomorrow they start with uh, pregame stuff, pre-race shows on FS1 at 11 o'clock, all the way through to 2:30, uh, which is the starting time for the Daytona 500, and I mean, they'll they'll do what it takes to get that in. And looking on down the line, I've got this circled at the bottom of my page. 
Uh, Sebring for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is uh, March the 20th, 10 in the morning. Um, it's when it'll come on and they'll have coverage spread all over the NBC different networks like they did for the 24 hours. And it'll end at uh, 10 o'clock that night. So we'll see how that works out. Now let's see if we can touch on a little bit here. The Xfinity qualifying was rained out, but here's the times from yesterday. Ty Dillon was fastest at 192.757. That's pretty fast. Riley Herbst was second. Austin Sendrick was third, who has weaseled his way into the Daytona 500. Josh Berry fourth. Daniel Hemrick fifth. And we'll go on down to Jeremy Clements, who is 11th. So we don't have time to go through all of that. They ran the Bush Clash Tuesday night. The first one was won by Kyle Bush when uh, Chase Elliott nudged his best friend Ryan Delaney, uh, Ryan uh, Blaney out of the way, Ryan Delaney, Ryan Blaney out of the way and at that last uh, chicane. And he kept his car going straight, but he slowed it down so much as uh, Blaney was bouncing off the wall that Kyle Butch snuck under him and got a win. And um, so he started out the season with a win, although it's not a points-paying race. You remember Jimmy Johnson did the same thing last year, never won another race. The uh, second qualifier, the, the uh First qualifying race was run Thursday, and it was won by Eric Almirola in the uh, Stuart Haas Racing Ford. Second was Christopher Bell. Ryan Newman was third with a real good run, as uh, Deb pointed out to us. Joey Logano was fourth. Ryan Priest, fifth. Ty Dillon, sixth. Kyle Larson, seventh, who's back on the, on the scene. Daniel Suarez was eighth. Michael McDowell, ninth, and Jamie McMurray, driving for Colleg Racing, was 10th. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, he's driving for Spire Motorsports. Uh, he, uh, I mean, he looked pretty good to me. He's got to be kind of rusty, but uh, he did all right. The second qualifying race was delayed by rain and wasn't over until well after midnight. But uh, it came down to the end with, it looked like Bubba Wallace and the, uh, the uh, 23 XI racing team might win it. He was leading, and he was uh, in that top lane with, uh, I mean, in the bottom lane with a, a whole line behind him pushing him, and he was leading coming into the tri- into the trioval, and he went up to block Austin Dillon, who was leading the top lane, and he just went all the way up there to block him. And uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it looks like he went too far to me, and. Austin Dillon just shot right under him and took the checkered flags. And the next morning, I didn't read the article, but Bubba said, I got a lot to learn. And I'm sure that's what he's talking about because uh, I think if he'd not gone all the way to the top and left, not left quite as much room, maybe he'd have pulled it out. But anyway, he had a good run. He's going to have a good start for the quali- for the uh, 500. Kevin Harvick was third. Kyle Busch fourth. Chase Elliott fifth. Randy Ryan Blaney sixth. Corey LaJoy and that Spire Motorsports number seven was um, seventh, eighth, David Reagan, who's a real good super speedway racer. And I think I heard him say he did, the only race he ran last year was Daytona. Kyle Busch was ninth, uh, Kurt Busch was ninth, and Chris Boucher was tenth. So you go down the line, and um, the qualifying for the Daytona 500, I think I got that here somewhere. Here we go. On the pole, and, of course, these times were set in the qualifying, not in the bush races. These guys didn't even have to run the uh, qualifying races if they didn't have to. In fact, I think I remember one year when Smokey Unic had that Chevelle number 13. They were the fastest qualifier, and he parked it after one lap of that qualifying race. And I'm not 
doing this. So anyway, Alex Bowman is on the pole and William Byron is second. Now, Alex was having some kind of engine problem. Did they get that straightened out? I think they did find an electrical issue on that. But, well, but they did pay some points off in these races now. I heard that. Yes. That's, that's so now different. You, now you've got an incentive to go out there. And it used to be that way. Yep. It used to be the first two races of the season were points-paying races. So I, I, may, I may have to uh, ask Deb about that next week, how that works. But William Byron tore his car all to pieces, and he was supposed to be starting on the front row, so he'll be in the back. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So I was going to move up uh, that outside line, I suppose. Anyway, second is out, uh, third was Al Marola, fourth was Dylan, and those are the two winners of the qualifying races. And looking on down the line, Christopher Bell is uh, fifth, Bubba Wallace sixth, Ryan, Blaney, uh, Ryan Newman seventh, as Deb was telling us, Kevin Harvick eighth, Joy Logano, ninth, and Kyle Bush 10th. Looking on down the line at some big names. Uh, well, Demi Murray is starting 19th. Kurt Bush is 20th. Uh, Matt D. Benedetto for the Wood Brothers is starting 23rd beside Keslowski, who Nelson and I used to fight over Keslowski every week, but uh, I don't think, I don't, you know, it's a long race. We'll see. Hamlin going for three wins in a row is starting 25th, so he's got a lot of people to pass. Uh, and Martin Truex, his teammate, is right beside him in 26th. Uh, Derek Cope, at uh, 162 years old, is uh, he made the race in starting 32nd. He won the race in 1990 when uh, Earnhardt ran over that bell housing going into the third turn. And um, looking on down the line, that's most of the big names. Austin Sendrick is starting 39th. And Kaz Gralla, who came up a few times, he... He is starting the race in 40th. The cars that did not qualify, and uh, this one upsets Mr. Hill a little bit, Ty Dillon. Yes, it did. Boy, run a good race in the in the 150 race on Thursday night and finished uh, 5th or 6th. And ever, from what I've always understood, top 16 automatically transfers. But I guess that don't stand no more. So the way I look at it, they should have just put them six cars out there that was... yeah. And just let them race for the That's right. first two goes. <laughs> well, you know, uh, um, with these uh, guaranteed spots and charters and all that stuff, that old I, days are out the window. Forget I, all that. I wish they'd. I wish they'd do away with them charters. Well, make them sweat. <laughs> uh, also, Ty Dillon and the number thirteen didn't qualify. I'm, I'm sorry, Ty Dillon and number ninety six didn't qualify. Number thirteen, Garrett Smithley didn't qualify. Timmy Hill in 66, and Noah Cragson, who actually was running pretty dadgum good, crashed, and he didn't qualify. So that's Daytona, and um, hopefully we'll get that in. We'll get in the Xfinity race today. And uh, we had a truck race last night. It was pretty exciting. Ben Rhodes won that. We talked about this a little bit already. But uh, Jordan Anderson, he's the guy from Columbia that's marrying McReynolds' daughter. Yes, sir. All right. Well, she finished second. For the second year in a row, and I did see his interview, and he was a happy camper. Yes, he did. He Not to, no pun intended, since this is the camper camping series, but uh, he was happy. Yes, he was. And uh, Corey Roper, who sort of came from out of nowhere, and I thought he was going to win it just because he didn't have a sponsor on his. I didn't see a sponsor. This says Alliance Aviation, but it was a pretty plain looking number zero four. But he got shuffled back to third. Ryan Truex was fourth. Carson Hotsliver, that's a hard one to pronounce, was fifth. Sheldon Creed was sixth. Joe Hunter Nemeth checked seventh. Cody Rohrbaugh, eighth. Chandler Smith, 
ninth, and Drew Dollar, who's come up from ARCA, was 10th, and his uh, sort of nemesis over there in ARCA, Hallie Deegan, where she, she finished 24th, she comes spinning off the fourth turn there, and uh, couldn't get it woed up before she hit that inside wall, and it messed up the fender, and she was well, they cleaned the, they cleaned the racetrack up and left a lot of speedy drive. I mean, a lot. Yes, they did. And whenever them boys or the drivers come off the second turn there and they seen all that, they started checking up and well, she was behind all of them. Yeah, so she was getting the worst of it. Yes, she was. I mean, she was driving blind and it looked like a blizzard. A uh, couple of interesting names uh, that failed to qualify for that race was Parker Klingerman, who we see him on pit road a lot. He didn't make it. And Joe Nemechek didn't qualify. And I think he was up there pretty good last year. Uh, and the points after the first truck race, of course, just about the way they finished. Ben Rhodes is first. Sheldon Creed second. John Hunter Nemechek third. Chandler Smith fourth. And Grant Enfinger fifth. And that's about it. I got four and a half, four minutes to spare. I was looking at the schedules here. And let me, uh, let me do about a minute on this. I've been over some of the cup schedule. Daytona this week, back to the road course next week at 3 o'clock on Fox on the 21st. That's a Sunday. Then they go to Homestead for the Dixie Vodka 400 the next week. Then the next week is Las Vegas, then Phoenix, then Atlanta, and on March 28th, Bristol on the dirt. Uh, the Xfinity Series is, they'll be on the road course next week as well. Um, next Saturday, then they go to Homestead, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Atlanta. They don't get to run the dirt. If you're thinking about the, well, okay, the truck series, they're going to be on the road course. So all three series will be back on the road course next week at Daytona. Then they go to Las Vegas, Atlanta, and they will be on the dirt on uh, March 27th at Bristol. ARCA ran their, are supposed to run their race today, the Lucas 200 by uh, General Tire. Don't know if that'll happen or not. Then they've got a month off till they go to Phoenix. And IndyCar. IndyCar will not get going till April the 18th. So we got a long time before we have to worry about the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama at Birmingham. Got two months to wait on that one. And Formula One, they go a little bit quicker with their 23 race schedule. Uh, they start March the 21st in Bahrain. And then they go to Emola and to be announced and so on and so forth until all the way through December 12th. I got it all in, boys. Got two minutes. Greg, got anything? I'm just glad that, you know, we're getting back to racing. NASCAR has changed some things. You know, we've been, uh, had a real crazy year and NASCAR did step up the plate and figured out a way to run races and football followed suit and everything. And we got a lot of things to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the biggest thing. I get to see my friends now. Yep. Holiday, Christmas over, New Year's over, it's time to go racing. I pretty much hibernated through all that. I mean, we're going to, and we're going to have a lot to talk about this year because I say that I think they're going to have to adjust a few things, and I think you'll definitely have a better, more competitive season this season than I think you did last year. There was a lot of distractions, but uh, I'm pumped up about doing it. And, Perry, I think you got a message to somebody up there. At Applebee's to use a hose or something. Yeah, but that doesn't come yet. I don't do that till the music starts. Oh, the music don't start. I hadn't said it yet. Music it starts at a minute and 30 seconds. I don't know what you got. Well, you're talking about ARC. I might have to lay over to Monday with it being about 35 degrees out here in Spartanburg. I don't think them boys would complain too much about laying over. Yeah, well, we'll see what they decide to do. Uh, I want to thank all our guests today. Of course, probably not many of them can hear us, but... Um, 
Mike Helton was just great and enthusiastic and didn't say, I need to cut this short. He said, you know, he'd have talked for a half hour probably if I'd have let him. And I'd always wondered about his answer about when he had to make the Earnhardt death announcement. And uh, he did that very well, uh, explaining it and what all went into it. Um, Bobby Bennett, drag racing, going to give us a lot of knowledge this year. And he's already told us he's coming back next week. So I guess he's coming back next week, which is great. Um, Deb Williams, Deb, uh, it's such a pleasure to have you as part of the show. You've already poured out more information. But next week, we won't, uh, we won't take up any time reminiscing about Nelson or anything. We'll let you get right into it, and you will, uh, I'm sure you'll dazzle us with all the information and that, that you have. And uh, she's got access to everything. Like I said, she's, uh, she's active. She's not retired. She's out there doing it. And, uh, of course, uh, we appreciate Ryan Delaney calling in. So, uh, looking forward to 2021. Hope the weather's a little bit better this year, uh, or, or a little bit better than it was today, <laughs> because that was pretty rotten. <laughs> this is when I say it, Greg. Thank you for listening to uh, Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Uh, Natalie, get our table ready. We are on the way. And keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host Football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. In the NFL late.